This is Sound and Vision from KEXP. The instrumental group Explosions in the Sky released their eighth studio album on September 15th. It's called End. KEXP's Roddy Nickpour talked with drummer Chris Haraski about marketing their tour, inspiration behind the new album, and how four friends with thoroughly average lives strive to create music that hits you right in the gut. Chris joined me from a hotel room on the outskirts of Texas. We're in Texarkana, just sitting in a parking lot. We are in Strip Mall Central right here. It's a PetSmart, it's a Domino's, and there's a Target right next door, so it all worked out. A few months back, Explosions in the Sky deleted all their old posts on Instagram and announced that they were going on tour. The name of that tour, The End Tour. It wasn't until several weeks later when they revealed that they actually just had an album coming out that just so happened to be called End. The End Tour, get it? They weren't breaking up after all. Still, fans were pretty confused and scared, and even the band felt kind of bad for keeping people in the dark. I remember my dad talking to me about it. He's like, well, are people going to be mad that you tricked them or whatever? It's like, well, we're not trying to trick anybody, Dad. He's like, all right, well, it's hopefully no one's mad at you. It's like, well, I don't know why anyone's going to be mad. It's just a, a rock band. <laughs> like, it's not really that important one way or the other. One unique aspect of this tour is that they're playing with a different local opener in each city to help boost the various local scenes. Chris says that this ethos is what launched them after they were given a chance to open for bands like Built to Spill and Fugazi in the early 2000s. For us back then, that stuff was like, it was like, holy shit, we're opening for Built to Spill? Like, this is incredible. And like, But I just like the idea of someone going to see a band and like also seeing a band from their own town or city and in their own scene, I guess. Explosions in the Sky started out as four friends playing together in Austin, Texas in 1999. They used to never let you forget it during their live shows too. They used to drape a giant Texas flag over their amps. They sense abandoned this practice though because waving a big Texas flag might convey the wrong kind of message these days. I didn't grow up in Texas, but those three guys all did. I mean, I still love Texas, but there's a lot of stuff in Texas that's uh, not so good. You know, we I still love Texas, but it, it's a different, that sort of romantic vision of it is no longer something that is present in any of us. There's been times where I've thought about leaving, especially Jesus Christ this summer. It was so hot, it's been so brutal. And I was like, what am I doing here? Why am I, and you know, Austin is, I still love Austin, but it's become a bit of an obnoxious place. There's like a weird arrogance that rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> and like, but ultimately I have so many friends and people I love that are there still. And it's like, that's what keeps me staying there. It's just the people I know. Even if you've never seen them perform live or heard their studio albums, you might know Explosions in the Sky from various soundtracks they've written, especially Friday Night Lights, a drama about a high school football team. It features tracks like Your Hand and Mine from their 2003 album, The Earth is Not a Cold Dead Place. That record sort of led to scoring Friday Night Lights. So it's all these things piling up to make it be like, yeah, I mean, I haven't, I haven't had a job since that record came out. I mean, aside from this, you know, and we're also 
live fairly modestly, and it's like, all right, we can pull this off and never have to work again because we're just not cut out for it. (laughs) I mean, what a dream, though. Like, that's that's what I was asking the question for. It's like, I don't know if you guys, right place, right time, or? Yeah, oh, it's so much of it was that. So much of it was right place, right time. I don't think that really that world doesn't exist anymore. Like, you know, when there's big major music festivals, it's not a lot of guitar bands anymore. It's just fine. It's just what where things are at. So yeah, we got lucky in that sense. We were kind of in that sort of that world of these indie rock bands suddenly like being in movies and like playing theaters and like yeah, it was just a it was a kind of a new time that wasn't that way for even bands in the 90s, you know? Um, it was like a different a different time, right? That was like the perfect moment to be a band, at least for us. Explosions in the Sky not only caught the indie wave, but they also managed to do it without having a vocalist. It wasn't like we were like thinking, this is our, gonna be our gimmick to maybe get popular or maybe we should get a singer because how else is anyone gonna give a shit? Like we just, it didn't, <laughs> never occurred to us that this could be like a thing that would like really exist outside of Austin. It's all thanks to the inspiration they found in one band in particular. When we formed, the four of us were like super into Mogwai. If we hadn't been fans of that band, I don't, I don't know if we'd even exist. That was a pivotal band for us. Um, which is weird because we're basically the same age as them. It's not like they're like these elder. They were around for like one record before us, but that record was so massive to us. It would have been Young Team. We are obsessed with that record. Over these past 24 years, Explosions in the Sky has carved a place for their uniquely dynamic sound within the larger umbrella of instrumental post-rock. Some people refer to it as crescendo core because of all the sudden ups and downs in their music. And end fits right in with this description. is the first album that they wrote fully remote now that two members have moved away from Texas and started families. Yeah, I'm the only one without kids. I have a giant dog, that counts, but... That's basically a giant kid. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, I'm, the other three guys all have, all have kids. When we were younger, we'd just go out on seven weeks in a row on tour. When you have kids, it's like, bye, see you in two months, like you can't can't do that so and no one they none of those guys would want to do that they would lose their minds if they were away from their kids that long so yeah just things just change as you get older i guess that's a big reason that chris is so proud of this album they wrote it across state lines juggling family schedules for me it was like almost this feeling of like you know which makes sense with the record titles like i don't want this to end like i don't want things to just sort of peter out and it was sort of having to like come to that realization again of like, oh man, we're like, we're lucky that we, the four of us are best friends and we get to do this. Like this is, you know, let's not take this for granted. Like, annoying and difficult as certain things can be. It's like 
we get to choose our path and that we feel very lucky for that. You might think that an album with a name as ominous as End would be inspired by deeply personal and specific events in their lives. But Chris says that they've never actually written music that way, ever. The song is born and the story comes after the fact. It's very rare that it's like, oh, this song, we have a specific instance or story this is about. But it, it, it's more that it's like, we try to structure it sort of as a story with, with like, you know, acts and movements and arcs. It's more like we kind of look back on it and we're like, oh, this is what this record is about. I mean, even the title end, you know, it obviously can be about death, but the end, there's part of it that's almost like a pleading of just like, uh, you know, everyone's, it's been an exhausting few years for, well, it's been an exhausting history of humanity, but it's the, the last few years have been, it's just the, 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 the noise, the constant noise, and the constant sort of screaming of our culture or whatever. And it's just, it's kind of this, almost like a plea, like, oh, please just, please stop, please end. Just please end, not, not the world, but just this. And like, can we reset somehow? And like, and you can't. beauty of End, and really all of Explosion's music, is that they're writing a story that's also somehow a blank page, waiting for the listener to write the words. We like the idea of people sort of making their own stories up for, you know, like soundtracking their lives in some way. Case in point, I've been listening to this album over and over for the past few weeks, and in that short time, I've already tethered certain songs to certain memories, like the track All Mountains which features an empowering progression that reminds me of a quite literal interpretation, driving through the Cascades of Washington or the Wasatch Range in Utah. Just these tall, powerful mountains. Or take the track, It's Never Going to Stop which brings to mind the anger I feel at the never-ending political standoff in the United States. It feels like it's never going to stop. And even more to the point, A few days after Explosions released the single, Moving On, my partner's dad passed away. And now this song will always bring to mind those last few days when we brought him from the hospital to hospice care. The time that I watched a man slowly die for the first time in my life, surrounded by the family he loves, simultaneously holding space for ourselves to grieve him and his legacy, but also holding space for ourselves to remember to move on as it were. Move on from his life into our own lives without him in it. This song met me at a crossroads in my life, and I will never forget it. And perhaps this album will find you at a crossroads too. 
Chris says that the band is always flattered to hear how deeply these songs move people in their most tender moments. And sometimes they forget about the power of their own music because at the end of the day, it really is just four regular dudes who decided to start jamming and never stop. Because the music is so sort of grandiose and maybe pretentious to some degree, depending on your opinion. But, and then it's like, oh, like these guys? These, I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, there's nothing mysterious about any of us. It's just sort of how this came about. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm about to go to Target and get some mouthwash because I forgot my mouthwash at home. It's the tour life, right? Yeah, it's like, oh, and then it's like, oh, dude, there's a Target next to us. Like, oh, this is, what a day. <laughs> Get mouthwash. <laughs> Explosions in the Sky is on tour now with various dates across the U.S. and Europe. And they'll be announcing more dates soon. So don't worry. The end tour is not ending soon. In the meantime, you can listen to the album End out now. For KEXP, I'm Roddy McPore. That was Sound and Vision. Before you go, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, rate it, and review it. Those little things really go a long way in helping spread the word that this podcast exists. You can also share a favorite episode with a friend. That goes a long way as well. You can also help financially support this show with a one-time $20 donation at kexp.org slash sound. But most of all, thanks for listening.